0: Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Angular. Now, uh, I'm working on getting together with Shai Resnick so we can get the show going again. But in the meantime, I wanted to put together another episode just because I get asked about this a lot. And I wanted to give you just a really short run through about what we do and, and how we kind of do it. Hey, are you looking to join a team that gets to work on really cool projects, great technology stacks like React, Gatsby, Contentful, AWS, and tons more? Similar things for Vue and Angular. If you're looking to grow in your career, work with an inclusive team that cares about the culture, and be part of something that you can be passionate about, then you should apply to work at This.Labs. They focus on giving back to the community and having their developers do things like write blog posts and be on podcasts, to help them enrich their careers as well. They're currently looking for engineering managers, senior architects, and senior software developers in React, Vue, and Angular. So if you're interested, send an email to jobs at this.co. So I get asked quite a bit about how to stay current, You know, how to stay on top of things, how to know what to, to learn and to do and things like that. And I think I might've done a solo episode on this a while back, but Um, My process has changed a bit and I wanted to just talk through it because, uh, again, you know, people get lost and there's so much stuff going on. You know, how how do I know what to stay current on? How do I know what to keep learning? And and yeah, it's tricky. Right. I mean, there is a ton of stuff going on. I mean, not just in Angular, but also in um, JavaScript, in programming in general in um, different tools and technologies and techniques and all kinds of stuff. And so I just wanted to talk through it and just be like, hey, you know, this this is something that you uh, are probably thinking about and here's how I do it. Now, I, I do want to preface this a little bit because with just an understanding of why, right? In fact, people ask me this all the time and my question is usually, why? Why do you want to stay current? Like, what what are you worried about, Right. Because a lot of times what it is is that people want to stay current just because, right? They feel like they ought to or need to, right? But there's usually some kind of motivation behind it, right? Whether they want to be able to talk about the latest and greatest stuff at the conferences or whether they want to be able to talk about the latest and greatest stuff with their friends or at the meetup groups. Uh, Some people want to speak at conferences. And so if they want to speak, then they want to be up on stuff so that they can get the speaking gig, right? Um, same with, you know, doing a podcast, right? And that's usually where I'm trying to stay current is because I want to talk about the stuff that you all want to understand and and learn about. Right. And so, um, there's, there's a bit to that, right? Where it's all right, I want to stay current so that I can put out current content. Uh, for other people, it's job security. In fact, that's usually the most common thing I hear is, well, if I get laid off from this place. And it's funny, because they're usually not looking to leave. If I get laid off from this place, then I want to be able to go work some other place, right? And most of the time, if you demonstrate that you are capable, um, most of the time, that's not really going to be an issue, right? And I tell people that all the time, right? If I can save you some time and effort, I will, right? They'll, They'll go out of their way at most places to make sure that you're having the opportunity to stay current, right? oh, well, we need this to blah, 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 blah. And then you go do some research and it turns out that Angular Material or Angular Bootstrap make that real easy. Or, you know, somebody else has already solved that problem and they walk through how they do it with some other, you know, plug-in or setup or add-on for Angular. Or you find out that, you know, there's just some technique that you can pull in or, you know, there's an example on Stack Overflow of the component you need to put in. I mean, anything like that, that a lot of that stuff's already out there, right? And so keeping up is essentially, okay, Stack Overflow is still kind of the place to look. Um, but a lot of people, it's more than that, right? They they feel that drive to keep learning. They feel that hunger to keep going. Um, a lot of people that I talk to, when I really dig into it, what they're really looking for is um, that feeling they got when they were a junior developer, or mid-level developer, where it was just that I'm I'm deeply desiring to learn more. I really, really want to level up uh, and prove myself, right? And then when you mastered some new thing, then you got that great feeling of having accomplished something, right? And you you got validated by other people for having mastered that thing. And you could explain it to other people and you felt like it, it mattered, right? And as you get further down the line, you tend to get less of that because what happens is, is you're going to master the next thing. And there are fewer people that care about that because most of the community at any given point in time is at the junior to mid level. And so what happens is, is you'll master some advanced concept and most of the people aren't even there to the point where they're going to be like, Oh wow, that really blows my mind. Right. Because they don't, understand necessarily the concepts that come into play that make that important or if they do they just haven't run into that problem often enough to really understand the the gravity of what you figured out and so it it just doesn't pay off in the same way and so it's interesting because at that point you need kind of a wider audience to push it to so that you can get a lot of those senior folks to come back and go oh, hey, yeah, you know, that's, that's a place I want to head to, or, oh, yeah, that really helped out. Or I've been, I've been struggling with that architectural problem. And I, uh, you know, that really helped me figure it out. So just to give you some context there, some, some people, it's, it's that kind of learning and growing, and then being able to show up at the conference and get the kind of validation they used to get as a junior developer. Um, you get that on a more often, or a more consistent basis, if you're doing a podcast or YouTube channel or something like that. but. Anyway, I I just wanted to kind of talk through the why first, because if you're doing this just to stay current enough to get speaking gigs, you're going to do it different from if you're doing it to do a podcast every week. And you're going to do it different even still if you're trying to level up to be kind of the architect level Angular person at whatever company you work for or to go out on your own as a consultant. And so just keep that in mind. That's, That's what you're after. And then what you do, and, and this is the, the technique that I've been teaching people lately, is usually it's still aimed at a particular group of people, right? So it could be aimed at your next potential employer. It could be aimed at your next potential group of coworkers. It could be aimed at that user's group. It could be aimed at that ngconf or um, what's the big one, Angular Connect in, in Europe, right? It could be aimed at specific groups of other groups of people, right? And so typically, what I tend to do then is I tend to say, okay, so for for this group, and and for me, it's just going to be sort of that mid to senior level Angular developer who really, really wants to continue to learn, right? So they're typically somebody who may have either come through a boot camp, maybe they got a college degree, or maybe they're self-taught. That's less important to me. But I kind of work through each of those journeys because they'll approach things a little bit different. And then what I do is I say, okay, so um, what they're doing is they're trying to level up their game in Angular, right? They're trying to get to that top notch level where they within the top 5% of developers. And I did an episode on that a few weeks ago. And essentially, then I go, okay, so where do those people congregate, right? Where do I go online to find them? Where are they actually looking, right? In order to, um, to put that, to get this information, right? And usually, there are a bunch of different places they're going. So uh, one of the big ones that's kind of an easy win is newsletters, right? And honestly, if you're looking for just a quick and easy win, as far as a place to get blog posts and videos and stuff like that, uh, newsletters are great. And I think NG newsletters, the one that I've been subscribed to the longest. There are a couple others, and I should just go look at um, my list. But Anyway, that's that's one great place to go because then you can just pull some stuff out every week. And if you're not getting enough of the right kind of stuff, then you can kind, kind of go look in other places. Um, another great place to look is on the Reddits, right? So there are different uh, subreddits about different aspects of Angular. And those are t- typically pretty good. There are also subreddits about um, different design systems like Bootcamp or uh, Zurb Foundation or Material Design or things like that. And so if you're you're looking at, leveling up on that you can go pick that up there's some on just generic web development there's some on um build tools like webpack or snowpack or some of the other ones like that there are some on um I'm trying to think just javascript in general or typescript or es6 or you get the idea right so whatever area you want to learn you can go look in those subreddits too and you can actually join the subreddits and actually get notified when there's new stuff um but but those are two good places, and the subreddits are kind of more of a forum and less of a, a newsletter. But it's a place where the the stories get curated by people voting it up, and so because of that, it is a terrific place to see what floats to the top and then go check it out, right? Um, and so I'm looking at some of that. Uh, another place that I've found a lot of useful information is actually Twitter. Now Twitter's kind of an interesting animal, and it's kind of hit or miss too. Like you'll you'll find somebody and you're thinking, okay, well this person is somebody I've seen speak like every year at NGConf. Um, this is somebody I've seen speak every year at NGConf. It's somebody that I know has written books on Angular. It's somebody that I know um, writes blog posts on Angular. And you go follow them on Twitter, and they're tweeting about how much they love or hate a particular political figure, right? So Twitter, not the place to get the information from them. They're probably putting it somewhere else, right? So you can go find their blog or their podcast or their YouTube channel, which are all great places, and you should go subscribe to all of those, right? And see which ones are giving you the information you want, the kind of information that you're looking for. And, you know, and I put those all in the list. I actually put it in Trello, right? And so in Trello, I have a column for each one of these things. I have a column for newsletters, I have a column for Facebook groups, I have a column for Twitter accounts, I have a column for conferences, I have a column for uh, blogs, for podcasts, for YouTube channels, Um, you know, so I have all these different categories, and then I just go fill them in and I just go find each one, right? And so you kind of get the idea. So Twitter's hit or miss. um, And I've actually unfollowed people that I know from the programming community because I'm I'm getting a bunch of stuff that I just don't want to hear from them about, right? Um, even if I agree with them on their politics and stuff, typically I'm following them for tech and I really just don't care about their opinion on politics. And so I'll, you know, I'll follow them for for that. And if they're not putting that out, then I just unfollow them, right? Um, I'll take them out of my Twitter list and you, you get the idea, right? Uh, Facebook groups I mentioned, it's another great one. Uh, typically, I don't go for groups that have less than 10,000 people in them. Um, and that's just kind of a rule of thumb there are also forums out there besides subreddits that uh, that are i haven't seen a really good one for angular i've thought about starting one um just throwing that out there but anyway so those that's another good place um, for podcasts what i typically do is i actually go on the on the Apple podcasts now if you have an android phone and a like a windows machine then you know go look in the google play directory um, i tend to pick the shows that have the Largest number of high uh, high star reviews. And so, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for a whole bunch, you know, 100, 200, 300 reviews. Um, and I'm looking for it to be at least, you know, four, four and a half stars. And that usually gives me a pretty good indicator that they've been consistent, they've been around for a while, and they really do a good job. And so, that that kind of helps you kind of play into that as well. And then um, the last thing that I do, YouTube channels kind of the same thing. I, I look for, I look at their subscriber count look at the number of videos. Uh, Sometimes I'll even watch some of the videos, same thing with podcasts, sometimes I'll watch some of the podcasts. Blogs are harder to evaluate. Um, Typically what happens is I'll just subscribe to the blog's RSS feed and most blogs have RSS feeds. Um, And then as stuff floats by, if I'm just not clicking on it very often, then I'll just take it out of my list, right? So I can reduce the clutter. When I went freelance, I was still only a few years into my development career. My first contract, I was paid 60 bucks an hour. Due to feedback from my friends, I raised it to 120 bucks an hour on the next contract. And due to the podcasts I was involved in and the screencasts I had made in the past, I started getting calls from people I'd never even heard of who wanted me to do development work for them because I had done that kind of work or talked about or demonstrated that kind of work in the videos and podcasts that I was making. Within a year, I was able to more than double my freelancing rates, and I had more work than I could handle. If you're thinking about freelancing or have a profitable but not busy or fulfilling freelance practice, let me show you how to do it in my Dev Heroes Accelerator. Dev Heroes aren't just people who devs admire. They're also people who deliver for clients who know, like, and trust them. Let me help you double your income and fill your slowdowns. You can learn more at devheroesaccelerator.com. Anyway, the last thing that I do, and and I'm just going to throw this together, you know, to give you an idea, and then I can kind of talk through uh, the approach once you have your list. Now, this approach is actually, it comes out of the book, uh, Dotcom Secrets by Russell Brunson. It's a business book, um, and it's awesome. It's an awesome book. It just walks through how to start an online business but what he does is he uses this for customer research right and that's effectively what you're doing the difference is, is that you're the customer right you're you're putting together a list of resources that give you what you're looking for so anyway um so yeah so this is the the dream 100 so the other thing is is as i mentioned you may Find for like subreddits, right? You may be looking at Angular, but you may also be looking at like Bootstrap and things like that. So the other thing that I do is I have a column for categories, and in the categories I actually put in the other categories that I'm looking at, right? So for Angular, I might put in TypeScript or JavaScript or uh, Basil or Webpack, or um, you know, you get the idea, right? And then I'll go and I'll actually fill in resources for each of those topics under each of the Uh, types of resources there are and what that gives me is then it gives me a wide breadth of, of things that I can go look at and then what I do is typically I book out a half hour or so every morning and I'll get on and I'll go look at my resource list and what I do is I just pick up where I left off before right so typically I'm working through blogs one week and through podcasts the next week I subscribe to the podcast on my phone so that's somewhat automatic right But, you know, YouTube channels, Reddit newsletters, I get the newsletters in my email. So same kind of deal. Right. But as much as I can, I kind of just work through it and, um, you know, just go through the process of seeing what's going on out there. And then I kind of pick and choose depending on what pops up as I go through the Facebook group or through whatever resource I'm looking at, what people are sharing or talking about. And then I can uh, jump in from there and go find answers to the questions that are being posed or read the blog post or watch the video or whatever so that I can stay current. And typically that does me a pretty good job of allowing me to stay current. It also does me a pretty good job of not having to go watch all of the conference talks from EngieConf. right? I'll go pick and choose the ones that people are talking about. And those are the ones that typically are going to be pushing the community forward through the next year. So that's been my approach. And what that does is it really gives me kind of a good idea of what's moving in the community. And then I'm just not afraid to spend a little extra time um, breaking down a particular topic, right? So if somebody goes into basil, and I decide I, I really want to know a whole lot more about basil, I press pause on my Dream 100 follow-ups and I'll go spend a week learning basil, right? And going deep. And there's nothing wrong with that approach either. So at the end of the day, what you wind up doing is you wind up getting this breadth of knowledge about what's going on in the community. And it allows you to find the topics that you want or need to go deep on. And that's been my approach here for the last while. And I really, really enjoy it. It has really worked out for me well. Um, I'm actually working on an open source. Well, I might open source it. I'm working on an app where you can actually add stuff in, right? So then the other thing is, is because I also add people, authors, that's another group of of resources, right? But authors, they produce books, right? You know, so those come out. Uh, The real, the real active ones, you know, every six months, you know, it's kind of the fastest you'll see them from people. So that's a little bit different, but then you can go follow their Facebook and Twitter and blog and things like that because they usually have those too. So I'm working on a tool where you can actually, yeah, you can go in and you can say, okay, well, um, I'm going to follow this Facebook group, and so what it does is, um, you know, it uses your credentials, right, like the other Facebook apps do, and it attaches to that group, and it pulls the admins, right, and then it goes and finds their Twitter accounts, and it goes finds in their their blogs and their podcasts and their right. And then, you know, maybe you go follow a podcast. And so it does the same thing for all the podcast hosts. You go do it for a blog and, it, you know, the blog author, um, you know, or the author of the articles, right? So it goes and finds their Facebook groups and Twitter accounts and their own podcasts and stuff like that, right? And so by then you have this breadth of resources that you can go pull from, and then you can kind of weed the ones out that aren't paying off. And so I'd love to put a tool like that together. But then the other thing is, is it gives you a feed. Kind of like the Facebook feed, except it's essentially a news feed ba- built off of your stuff. And so then what it does is it says, "Oh well, these five, you know, were in the top five yesterday on this subreddit, and this one had the keyword hacker new in Hacker News, right? It had keyword Angular in it, and so we're flagging that. And then um, this YouTube channel that you're following put these videos out today, right? And so you can go and you can just see what's coming through." And you can flag the stuff you want to follow up on. And that way you get kind of a curated list of the stuff you want to follow up on. Now, my plan is is also to turn those into invitations for people to come on the podcast. And I think this is also a great way for me to put out content on my social media. Hey, have you seen this blog? Have you seen this video? Blah, 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 right? Um, And provide content that way on my social media. And so I'm, I'm looking at using this in other ways, right? And so I can just click the button and send it out. Right. So I can, I can uh, help more people across multiple media, but for you, for your learning, what it is, is it's, it's a way for you to just plan your learning out as you go and make sure that you're staying on top of whatever's coming out from the community. Hey folks, if you love this podcast and would like to support the show, or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages, then you're in luck. We're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after Christmas 2020 without the ads. Signing up will help us pay for editing and production, and you can go sign up at devchat.tv slash premium. So anyway, that's, that's what we're working on. Um, once I get the app up, I'll probably start advertising it on here and start talking about it. But in the meantime, if you want to do it, uh, just go jump on Trello, create a bunch of uh, columns for all the different kinds, um, create a column for your categories. Um, go line up out all the categories in your categories and then just start filling in your dream 100 and then just get into the habit of, of doing a half hour to an hour every day of follow up and learning and you'll be within the top 5% or even the top 1% pretty fast. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. Now, this is something that I've been teaching to um, my coaching clients and I've got a group coaching where I'm actually helping people become dev influencers. It's uh, called the Developer Hero Accelerator. If you go to devchat.tv slash hero, um, then you'll be able to actually uh, fill in some information so that I know whether or not you're a good fit. And then, you know, we'll do a strategy call and we'll figure out uh, how I can help you. And then we'll get you into the accelerator. And we're going to help you start a podcast and we'll be doing this Dream 100 stuff so you can stay current, but also so that you can build all of the connections that you're going to need in order to knock it out of the park and get the career you want. Because if you're staying on top of this stuff, you're speaking at conferences, you're regularly producing a podcast, and you're doing all this other stuff. I mean, I've had this open so many doors to me, I can't even tell you. I mean, I've had Microsoft and GitLab and a bunch of other companies actually pay me to come out to their conferences and speak. Well, they paid my way out. Um, I've had uh, invitations to other events. I've actually spoken at some uh, remote users groups. Um, my last job interview was essentially, uh, uh, we really love your podcast. Oh, how did you get so-and-so on your show, right? Um, and so there are a lot of options and opportunities that come with this. And I feel like this is kind of the next stage beyond uh, senior developer that a lot of people don't really see. They typically see the option to go be an architect, in mm-hmm. which case they're usually doing more infrastructure stuff and less code stuff, or they can go be a manager where they're doing more um interpersonal and political stuff than code stuff. And instead here, you can stay on top of the technology. You can go experiment with stuff and then you can talk about it, which is awesome. So anyway, if you're if this is interesting to you at all, go to devchat.tv slash hero and check it out. And if not, then, hey, I just showed you how to stay current, which is cool. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me as well. Uh, just go to devchat.tv slash contact and fill in the contact form. And, uh, yeah, let me know if you have any questions. I'm happy to help. All right. Uh, love y'all till next time. Max out. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit dot com to learn more.